Welcome to the Granite Gals podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the right mountains. I am Alexandra Her, And I am Sage Her. We are 15 and 12 year old girls who have been hiking the white since we were little. We have done the 4,000 footers, the 52 with the view, trail rights, and many other mountains. We are currently working on the grid, which is hiking the 48 4,000 footers in every month of the year. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. In this episode, we interviewed Gail Straub, the producer of the podcast She Explores. In a very popular podcast, Gail interviews female adventurers, and so far she has featured more than 200 women's stories. You can check out her podcast at she-explores.com. Gail Straub hiked with us on the Wildcats. We were sitting in the car immediately after the hike, so the interview feels a bit more casual than usual. After we interviewed Gail Straub, she interviewed us for She Explores. When did you start hiking? Like, when was your first hike? Oh, my first hike. I, you know, I'm not even sure. I think I was, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was seven or eight, maybe. I know it was in the White Mountains. Um, I grew up in Barnstead, New Hampshire, which is about an hour and a half from Franconia Notch. So we hiked a lot in Franconia Notch. Um, it's kind of near Lake Winnipesaukee. Oh, cool. So I don't remember, technically remember my first hike, but I do remember, you know, more just like playing outside a lot as a kid. Yeah. Um, and just building trails in the woods for like mountain biking and um I have a twin sister so playing outside with her and (laughs) um we think so we're not entirely sure there's one placenta which is gross but um that's technically how you know or you can get a genetic test but we never wanted to do that I I don't have like a this is my first hike I have favorite hikes um and I've hiked pretty consistently since I was a kid but I've never been a person who's done the checking off the 4,000 footers so (laughs) different than you two why do you like to hike oh I I like to hike because I like challenging myself physically um I like the feeling that you get when you hike you know especially when you hike by yourself and you get to just think really deeply yeah (laughs) I feel like I, I come up with a lot of ideas and they're not all good ideas but I feel like I come up with ideas while I'm hiking Um, And then I also, you know, when you're hiking at a slower pace, I like taking photographs, too. Um, So it's a really nice opportunity to kind of digest what's going on around you, as well as, like, what's going on in, you know, my interior world, I guess. So you have the podcast, She Explores. So when did that start, and what prompted that, Hmm. your idea for that? Yeah, so um, She Explores, I started that as a podcast almost two years ago now. I think I'm at episode number 56 or 57, uh, which feels kind of crazy thinking nice. about that. <laughs> um, I don't even want to listen to the first one because I feel like it's probably really bad. <laughs> but I started the podcast actually two years after I started She Explores as like a blog, like a content site. So um, I'd had that going for two years before deciding to start a podcast. And the reason I wanted to start a podcast was that I I had She Explores on social media, She Explores on Um, as a blog but I didn't feel like I was really getting to know people really well or telling like deeper stories Um, so I really like podcasting as a medium because I think it's super intimate and you really get to know people in those moments especially when you go through and listen to it again you know before you kind of put it out into the world so so when I started She Explores as a blog I was on a road trip with my boyfriend um, and we traveled the United States for almost a year in a Sprinter van And that was, like, my opportunity to start She Explores. So I was like, oh, I have all this time and get to put creative energy towards it. 
And then that's also when we started listening to podcasts because um, that's what you do when you drive. You, know, yeah. you can only talk to each other for so long. You can only listen to music for so long. You can only just look at the beautiful scenery for so long. So we started listening to podcasts and I found that I really liked that form of media. I guess that's the word for it. What kind of people do you typically interview? Oh, um, so all people who identify as women. I try to I try to look at who I've interviewed before and who I will interview, and I try to think about variety because um, I don't want to tell the same story over and over again because yeah. it can be easy, yeah. especially with women. Um, you know, there's a lot of empowerment language, right? And there's a lot of there are a lot of similar challenges for women if you think about just women. But I I like to to think about women from lots of different backgrounds. I, I like to think about diversity, uh, both in, ter- in terms of like ethnic diversity, age, you know, just what they do for work, whether they might be, you know, they might be handicapped or not. I like to, I try to think about variety in terms of that as well as what like their kind of story is I guess but I I think you can figure out people's stories from talking to anybody like I think that anyone could be a great interviewee uh, because you just get to know them a little bit but for I guess for examples of women that I've interviewed or that I've really enjoyed interviewing um, there's this one woman her name's Sarah Tarr and she's an Olympic marathon runner um, and she's from California but her dad is Saudi Arabian so she represented Saudi in the Olympics in 2000, I think it was 2012. She's been in two Olympics. Um, and she was the first, among the first women to represent Saudi Arabia. Wow, that's amazing. Which is really cool. And she's only 25. So she's a, a marathon runner. So she, um, she also has this really beautiful way of talking about running as it relates to landscape and the way it looks. So she really likes to take photos when she runs. She also enjoys backpacking and hiking too. <laughs> So I like to think about the outdoors as more than just um, maybe traditional outdoor activities. Also, running can, you know, you do it outside most of the time. So think about that as an outdoor activity as well. Another woman, let's see, so many great, lots of great women. Actually, I have my twin sister on the podcast. Awesome. Which is fun. (laughs) I took her backpacking for the first time. She never went backpacking before, and I recorded that experience. (laughs) I recently did an episode that was all women who are 50 and older um so rather than interviewing women um they submitted voice memos on their phones just recordings based on some prompts that I listened on the website and that was about 45 minutes of all these just like really really great stories um especially thinking about you know as you age like as your body changes how things get to be a little harder my favorite part of the episode was when the women gave advice like told younger people like what they would do differently you know if they had a time machine which is always valuable to hear I'm always thinking about like what am I going to be looking back (laughs) at and wishing I'd done differently (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you're just 15 you know but it's always you're always thinking that way but yeah that was that was one of my favorite episodes so far which is cool I know you've hiked a lot in the White Mountains but have you ever done any lists or are working on lists or no. <laughs> I don't know why. So my boyfriend and I have talked about doing the 4,000 footers. So I've just never, like, printed them out and checked them off. But I can talk about my favorite Yeah, hikes. definitely. 
Um, I really like Lafayette. Mm-hmm. I think like the view from Lafayette and the challenge of Lafayette going up, especially going up the bridal path, like, really steep. And um, I really love that. I always liked Musawaki growing up and still. Um, it's not a really, it's it's longer distance, but it's not very difficult. Um, but I love the way the top almost looks like you're in a foreign country. Like, I feel like yeah. it almost looks like Scotland, like how I imagine Scotland would look. I'm sure I'm going to go to Scotland someday and think, oh, it's not Musawaki. <laughs> but um, I also don't know how to pronounce Musawaki, so it might be Musawak. I, no I think idea. different it's... people pronounce it different ways. Yeah, okay. it, it just depends we on, like, what... We pronounce it Musawak, but... I mean, I heard really people matter. pronounce it like Musawaki, so I'm not really sure. Okay. And then I also did, um, I hiked a trail called the Mahusik Range Trail um, mm-hmm. in September, which is, I think it's about 29 miles, and it's the, it's the Appalachian Trail for most of it, I think, oh, wow. but, except for like 0.3 miles, and it crosses between Maine and New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So the first like 16 miles is in Maine, and the, the last bit's in New Hampshire. Um, and that was... Like, I really recommend doing it. It's not in the, it's not all in New Hampshire, but the, especially the Mahusik Notch is like, supposedly it's the, they call it the slowest mile on the uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard about that, yeah. Yeah, because you have to use like, you have to put your hiking poles away because you have to use your hands and you have to use your feet. So it's definitely, definitely hard, especially at the end of the day. Were there a lot of pretty views on that trail? I would think so. Uh, there would be, but it was fogged in for a um, lot of it, unfortunately. Oh, well. <laughs> um, but I really want to do it again. I really enjoyed it. It was it was funny because I had hiked um, in California in the Eastern Sierras, the I think the week before I did it. And I was kind of cocky. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> I've been hiking, you know, at 10,000 feet. There's yeah. not going to be any elevation issues here. Like, it's going to be easy. And then, of course, New England always reminds you how difficult yeah. it can be. Yeah. <laughs> and I was quite tired, you know, with my full pack and everything. But I, I really, I kind of fell in love with the area again after that just because, you know, the West is so big and, like, grand. But there's so, so much beauty here, too. Definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people tend to underestimate how difficult the hiking here mm-hmm. can be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, just they're only this many feet. Right. Like, yeah, but you start out really yeah, and they yeah. don't, and they're also built. The trails are just built differently. Yeah, they're built. Aren't as many switchbacks usually. Mm-hmm. Um, just go straight. And the terrain is usually like in the summer. It's more rocky, and there are more roots. I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. At west, it's like. And the trees are. All, I know. The trees so are closer together too. The yeah. first time I hiked in California, I was like, "What is this? Like, <laughs> this is <isn't> hiking." <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like you're walking on a dirt path, basically. Yep. <laughs> beautiful but yeah just very different and didn't feel like hiking having grown up in New Hampshire out of the places you've hiked so far (laughs) which place is your favorite to hike Mm. I would say the White Mountains just I know we're sitting here so I would feel biased (laughs) but I don't know there's a really big piece of you know it's cheesy a piece of my heart there just because I grew up in New Hampshire and um, there's something really familiar about it, and I also think that they are underestimated. There is a lot of variety in so many trails besides the White Mountains, and it's tough to call it true hiking, but I really liked this area in Oregon called Cape Lookout, and it's right on the Pacific Ocean, and you can hike from one beach. I think you hike up about a 1,000 vertical feet. You do it all pretty quickly, but then you get out to this cape, and then you hike along the outside of the cape, and you can just look down, and a 1,000 feet below you is wow. the, the ocean. Wow. It's just really... 
I guess so you can tell I like aesthetics, but... <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, really is amazing. Have you ever experienced sexism through making a podcast or just hiking? Hmm, sexism while hiking. You know, it's tough because I think you get used to a lot of behavior, you know, so you don't always see it as sexism, especially when you're growing up, or at least I did. I feel like my mom tried to explain sexism to me when I was probably around your age and I was just like you know I was so in my own world that I didn't even see that that actually happens I think it's more about when people say just small comments to you on the trail like oh I can't believe you're you're carrying that Mm -hmm. or oh your boyfriend thinking that my boyfriend would be faster than I am or something like that just Mm -hmm. like really subtle hints of sexism as far as on the podcast well I am lucky enough to talk only to (laughs) women on the show but I've really been pretty fortunate overall to not feel like I've been discriminated against or had sexism I don't know how to say that applied towards me yeah directed towards you (laughs) Uh, what about you guys well when we were younger thinking about when I was five for example it's really weird to see a five-year-old out on the trail usually but Mm. I was also a girl and I think boys are more motivated usually by society to go out to mm-hmm. you know ad- take adventures and go hiking whereas girls are sometimes yeah I think the reaction <laughs> would be for boys for some people that's great you know get them hiking and then girls is she okay is she mm. dying <laughs> well so similar to adults yeah I would yeah. have yeah. people come up to me and just ignore mom and be like are you okay you know do you want to go down and ask me all these questions in their little kid voice um <laughs> and really worry about me yeah but yeah, you don't know i was obviously fine <laughs> yeah. it's like we're being kidnapped i don't get much sexism at all now though mm. yeah i wonder what it's like you have you interviewed any crew members like women who no. work with the huts not yet uh, we haven't yet about that and comments on that but it would be interesting to hear from someone what their experience is like yes definitely what are your plans for the future uh, <laughs> with the podcast or um, just generally? Well, hiking, yeah. uh, hiking first and then we can talk about plans for the podcast. Mm. Hiking. Next week I know I'm to the coming back here. I'm going to stay at the Carter Notch Hut or Carter Hut or whatever the name of it is. Um, and I'm bringing a friend who I've actually interviewed on the podcast twice. Her name's Julie Hotz. And she's through hiked the, or she's hiked the PCT um, and she's also done this interesting trail called the Pacific Northwest Trail that goes from Glacier National Park all the way to the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Uh, so she is a, a badass, I guess. <laughs> um, and she just moved to the East Coast, so I'm excited to share a bit of the White Mountains with her. That sounds exciting. Yeah. Mm. So how about the podcast? Is, <clears throat> is there anything, any future plans for that? Um, just, just more episode ideas. Um, I'm kind of, I'm not kind of excited, but I am excited that, um, I'm going to send a recorder to someone else to record something, which is, you know, putting a lot of trust into someone else, um, who I trust, who I do trust. Uh, she's going to attend a festival in Bishop, California called the Women's Climbing Festival. Uh, and it's founded by a woman named Shelma June, who's been on the podcast twice now. Um, but just talking to the, you know, the there's going to be like 300 other women there. Um, and she's taking it from the lens of a beginner's perspective because she really loves climbing, but she's just a beginner. So seeing how being around all these other women climbing, how that's going to impact her. It sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm excited yeah. to see um, what comes of that. So. Yeah. Um, so we always ask people 
um, some like non-hiking related, non-them related questions. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, what's your favorite food? We already answered this, but to say it for the <laughs> I would say my desert island food is definitely pizza. Mm. I think it would hurt my digestion if I <laughs> only <laughs> ate pizza, but <laughs> I love pizza. I also really love salads, which is a mm. you know yeah. seems pol- like they're polar opposite, <laughs> but I really like making like a salad with like roasted vegetables and like fresh avocado and like homemade dressing. So. I don't remember the order that they're in, but we'll just yeah, have to say them randomly. <laughs> I know I remember them, but I don't remember the order. Um, what's your favorite non-hiking related book? Favorite book? That's really... It's tough to say what is your favorite book. Yeah, um, that's a tough question. I really like uh, a book that first came to mind, which I guess is indicative of a book that I really like. Um, is a book called Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. Oh. And uh, she wrote Wild, so she's famous for writing Wild, but she also had this advice column um, in a newspaper for years and she was known as like sugar. So (laughs) this is just like all the best um, questions and answers. And it's just really great like life advice. It's surprising, um, but it's it's really well written too. I don't know if you've read Wild. I've I've heard of it a lot and I've like, I've read clips, but not the entire thing. Yeah, yeah, but her, I think, I, I'm okay with wild, but I really like tiny beautiful things. <laughs> yeah, you should go check it out. Yeah. Mm. Cheddar or Swiss? Cheddar. Mm. Are we disappointed? Is there like a disappointment? Oh, no, no, no. no. no she's just thinking of the <laughs> My favorite's cheddar, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and chips or popcorn? Uh, chips. Summer hiking or winter hiking? In the White Mountains. Yeah. Summer hiking. Easier to camp. And if you could either fly or be invisible, which one would you choose? Invisible. And why? Uh, invisible be- because I've always wanted well I, I if usually in this scenario I say I would want to read people's minds um, <laughs> which is basically kind of what podcasting is um, so I think invisibility is similar um, I'm really interested in like how people think and what they do and I'm also very shy so like you could stalk them and see what they <laughs> exactly it's very creepy but <laughs> I really like thinking about how people tick yeah that's it I think um, I feel like there's something you're forgetting. No, I think that's it. Okay, well, I think that's good. Oh, wait, forgot a question. What? Okay, we can put this back. Uh, animal encounters. Oh, All yeah. Right. Uh, what animal encounters have... Let's just ask this one question. So, uh, what animal encounters have you... What animals have you come across with... Oh, my gosh. What I animal encounters have you had on the trail? Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to remember... I've always been afraid of seeing a grizzly bear, like, when I was hiking in the West, yeah. but... Um, I don't know that I've had I've seen a lot of bald eagles which are beautiful that's not really an encounter I don't really have any exciting I don't want encounter stories I'm sorry <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, not like you. the grouse that I heard about yeah. <laughs> thank so, you so yeah, much thank you this is great. Oh, thank you so much the preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike we strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists or UCS It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.